Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Reported live. Psalms. 
Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but I like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The Word of God. to Hope Covenant Kingdom Hour of Empowerment Open Forum on another Friday in the PM with this your host Apostle Michael Body. Thanks be unto God that giveth us to victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I just thank God for Jesus and we're excited about the move of God Amen. In our lives and in the kingdom. Amen. God is in the midst of her, and he shall come to her, and he shall bless her, and that is right early. We have nothing new to tell you but the same thing. It makes no difference what you think of me, but it makes a lot of difference what I think of you. 
And if I was hungry, I would say like David, I wouldn't tell you. For the God I serve, he's able to do anything but fail. Might I encourage you by saying to you, look to the hills from which cometh your help, knowing that all your help cometh from the Lord. Trust in the Lord, lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thine ways. Acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Amen. We're just happy today. I want to thank each and every one of you that share uh, this worship experience each and every week. And, 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 and we are really being blessed. God is using us uh, in a mighty way. And, and I'm just I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy about it. Uh, hope Covenant, uh, Hope Interfaith, and Hope Covenant as we grow. Uh, and so now we are Hope Covenant Kingdom Hour of Empowerment. Amen. And and we got that name because of the apostolic call on my life and the apostolic work that God has uh, destined me to. Amen. And so uh, we're still praying now. We're not going to stop praying. But we're moving. We're moving into kingdom work now. And we're moving. And so we're going to be talking to pastors and ministers and we're going to be talking to you and uh, each and one of you, my brothers and my sisters, and uh, we're going to discuss things about the kingdom and, and, and about the Word of God. We're going to talk about the Word of God. We're going to hear some teaching, some preaching, and uh, we're just going to move forward in Christ. I also want to add that this hour, again, it's a Bible hour. It is a solely Christian faith-based hour. And the reason why is that way is because this is, uh, I can't teach what, <coughs> excuse me, I can't teach and preach what I don't know. And so uh, we have to learn that everything has an order. Amen. So, uh, so that we won't be going into places that we don't need to go into and 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 we're getting confused because we're supposed to be talking about one thing and we're talking about another. We have to understand that order is the first law that's in heaven. It's order. And so we have to have an order of doing things. And so I I don't uh, want to offend anybody, but that's what I'm I'm about. I'm about holiness and I'm about the Bible. And if the Bible or holiness don't fit you, then we won't work. <laughs> we won't work out. So I just want to say this as we go into our Hope Covenant Kingdom Hour of Empowerment so that you could find your way in ministry. God, that's what we're about, of the Bible. Amen. So uh, at this particular time, I would like to ask our special guest for today uh, is Minister Louise Pillars Davis. And uh, Minister Louise, are you available? Bless you, man of God. Bless God you. God bless you. We're so happy to have you on today. And if there's anybody else, uh, is, uh, is, do we have uh, Pastor Milton Shelby? Okay, if we don't have Pastor Milton Shelby, uh, who else do we have that might have uh, tuned in before we further go? 
All right, speak quick. You have uh, you have Pastor uh, Milton Shelby here with you. All right, God bless you. We got we got uh, Minister Davis. We got Pastor Milton Shelby, and who else do we have? Amen, amen. Because we're doing a new thing, and so things are kind of different than we normally do with them. And on today, uh, Doctor Shelby, we are uh, doing somewhat of an interview with Minister Louise Pillars Davis. And uh and so we're gonna talk to her, we're gonna minister with her, she's gonna minister uh as God have uh impressed upon her. And and I'm hoping and praying that we could do the same thing next week with uh, with Doctor Shelby. Amen. Amen. Bless it's the about Lord. the kingdom. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's about the kingdom. Uh God did not make God did not make uh, his kingdom. God didn't make Amen. his kingdom for one person. Amen. Okay, somebody's background noise is 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 a little bit is a little bit uh cloudy. Okay. And so what I wanna do at this time I wanna ask that the man of God, uh, Pastor Shelby, would just lead us in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for another blessed day that thou hast made. We thank you for this opportunity to come upon these airways to share with those who are on here what thus says the Lord, hoping and praying that a seed be planted into the lives of your children so that they may have a stronger walk, a better walk, and a more spirit-filled walk with you. It is our desire, Father, that you use us to do your will. Go before us to make the crooked edges straight and the rough edges smooth. We bless and ask for each and every person whose hearts, minds, and souls are on here this afternoon, that they be open and receptive to the inflow and the outpouring of all there is in God. Father, you are Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the ending. You are divine. You are holy. You are omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. And we just come with bowed heads and with humbled hearts and bending knees to the throne of grace and mercy, saying thank you for another opportunity to praise and glorify your holy name on these airways. In the mighty name of Jesus, let there be light. Presence, 
on today, uh, Minister Davis. I'm going to ask you, you all, if you all do this for me, if you will hold your phone on mute until you speak. Hold your phone on mute. Release it when you speak, then release it back. And it will it will uh, stop the interference in the background. Okay. I know you want to be ready. I know you all ready to minister, but it's, it's, it's uh, causing interference. Because these are, these are three people that are going to be talking, mostly. And if our lines are open, our background noises are causing uh, static. And I didn't want to go into that, but I want you all to understand. Cause we got hopefully, hopefully we be doing this often, but you must put your phone on mute when you talk. Talk, put it back on mute. When you speak, take it back off, put it back on, and then uh, that'll be that will help our sound quality a whole lot. Is that okay? All right. We're so happy today to have one of God's anointed ministers. Uh, in our presence, Dr. Shelby, uh, in person, uh, Minister Louise Pillars Davis. I met her, uh, I don't know how many years back it was, Minister. How many years ago? Seven. Completion. Completion. Seven years ago, I met uh, Minister Davis, and it was a uniqueness. It was a uniqueness, just like as it was with you, Dr. Shelby. It was a uniqueness when I met her. And God had sent her to Evening Star, and it was seven years ago, so that meant seven, eight, nine. I was there two two years prior to her being there, and I I, I had the experience of uh, beginning to see where she was in kingdom work and the spirit uh, that she had and the work of God that moved upon her life. And how and not only that, but her faithfulness, her faithfulness. And your faithfulness means a lot in, in kingdom work. And so today we saluting you, woman of God. Amen. Because the best is yet to, yet to come. God says, God is saying to you to walk into your season. And so you got Dr. Shelby, Milton Shelby, and I'm going to introduce him as well he is the proud pastor of the Church of Living Faith at 1853 East on uh, 79th Street at 79th and Bennett. Uh, worship services there uh, at 12 noon. I'm glad that uh, I believe that Dr. Shell would be happy to have you some Sundays. And, uh, you know, the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. So me and Dr. Shelby, we're going to be talking to you and I don't know if he got questions, comments he want to encourage or whatever. However, we're just going to do this thing. Amen. Uh, so we talked about, if you don't mind me asking, can you talk? Can we, uh, Dr. Shelby, you think it's okay to ask her about her calling to the ministry? Do I think it's okay if what? Uh, I if said, possible. do you think it's okay for uh, us to uh, ask her uh, about her call to the ministry and her acceptance? Oh, sure. Absolutely, that's fine. That's, that's a major, um, major event that uh, I use the term event not lightly, 
But it's uh-huh. something that you never forget. It's something that, uh, if I'm correct, that uh, when that time comes uh, and you are called, you uh, it's a time uh, whether it's for whether it occurs within one day or recurs occurs within the totality of a year. It's a period Praise of time God. in your life in which you never forget. It's with you always. So absolutely. Amen. There may be, may be someone who needs to hear what she has to say in reference to her experience. Woman of God? Yes. Okay. Well, I received my calling in the year of 1987. But like most, I ran. I actually, I didn't, I didn't want to accept the calling because I live with me every day and I'm just an honest person. I felt as though when God called me into the ministry, I was, my whole thing was God, everybody in my family either preach, sing, or they're a deacon or something. I'm like, don't you got enough out of my family? But God had a special ministry for me. And he allowed me to, even though I was called in 87, I didn't preach my first sermon until the year of 2001, and that was December the 1st. Wow. And what, what, what possibly? Did you hear that one, Dr. Shelby? <laughs> so that's, Dr. Shelby, did that sound like yes, something sir. that you had mentioned to me? Uh, what did you say? Wasn't that a turn of events that you mentioned about your ministry and the way God called you? Uh, Dr. Shelby, If I, I might have it wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, uh, that you had mentioned to me in the past, in reference to in reference to my calling. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, my calling was was uh, I guess in a way was very similar uh, to some degree. Uh, first of all, he pulled me right out out of the world and just placed me uh, into uh, and up under a ministry where for eight and a half years I just sat and learned and uh, absorbed as much as possible of God's word because I was hungry and thirsty for change in my life. Uh, But when he did uh, uh, call me into ministry, he moved me uh, to another, up under another teaching. And up under that teaching is where I was uh, shown how to pastor. Uh, Amen. Because pastoring is a specific call, and and this is not a negative. It's simply a uh, observation of how our heavenly Father has set things up. Uh, you can be a great, great uh, minister. You can be a great prophetess, or prophet, I should say, not prophetess, but prophet or evangelist, and your calling can be wonderful. Uh, but being a pastor is uh, a special calling. Because you're stationary, you got to deal with your people, okay? So God uh, had uh, touched me in that manner. And so my uh, bishop, who uh, was my spiritual mentor back in the uh, late 70s, uh, shared with me what my gifts are and showed me my gifts and helped me to nurture them and develop them. So in a way, uh, God has his way. He may call you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are ready. You have to go through a stage of preparation is what I'm getting with for oh, He called that David. Year. David. David was a child. Okay. And uh, it was grown before he became king. 
And uh, you can go back. Samuel was a child when God called him. So what I'm looking at is that you said, she said that she was called, and I think you said, what, 1997? 87. In 1987, I I, I received a calling. But like I said, I ran, and God allowed me to go through several different stages. Like, I didn't understand at the time why this was happening and why that was happening. And I began to see myself not so much as the, the more I listened to the voice of God, the less I wanted to go and do the things that I was doing. I was always known for partying and just, I'm the, I'm the fun. I was the fun person and God allowed me to meet so many different people and to be able to minister even in the midst of it all because I I was raised, my grandmother was an evangelist. My father was a pastor. So I was raised to know the Lord. But, you know, during your teenage years and your, your early 20s, you want to be out there and all my friends are doing this and all of my life I've been in church and I broke wide. But the word of God says if you train up a child in the way that they should go, when they get old, they won't depart from it. And the word of God has always been in my life, and it's always been privy in our home. But I had to actually have a one-on-one. My grandmother always told me, Don, baby, you need a personal relationship with God. And it wasn't up until I had to call upon him and gain a personal relationship with him that began to see the seriousness of my calling. I began to see why it was that he allowed me to, to experience the things that I experienced. Because between 87 and 2001, when I actually preached my first sermon, I had been in and out of church. But in the year of 1998, I joined Greater New Bethel Missionary Baptist Church under the leadership of Bishop Frank Claygarth. And that was the turning point in my life and as far as my ministry was concerned. And I, in that ministry, God, he showed himself. He showed up. He showed out. He began to manifest things before my very eyes, things that I had heard of. And I was always like, nah, even though I knew God, it was like, I, I believe it when I see it type of thing. But when God began to use me and began to pour his spirit into me and began to endow me with gifts, I began to see what my purpose was. Because before I had even preached, I had went through a series of battered relationships, drugs, May I ask something there? Yes. Uh, I'm glad that she said that, Dr. Shelby. She mentioned purpose. And that is one of the things that, that's important in ministry. And the new ministers that I notice now, uh, Minister Davis, uh, purpose and destiny and where what is God calling me to do? When God calls us, a lot of times we really don't know what the calling is for. So I I can identify with you when you say it, when you're speaking of your purpose. Yes, my purpose. He showed me my purpose. You know, I was, I, I stay in prayer. I, I was taught to pray 
pray about everything. Man should always pray. And that was drilled into me. And so when I began to develop this personal relationship with the Father, he began to show me my purpose. And he began to show me the reason why I had to go through the things that I had to go through. I'm the type of person, if you haven't been through it, you can't tell me nothing about it. (laughs) So when he revealed my purpose to me after going through the abusive relationships, being addicted to drugs and alcohol, um, being, being delivered from prostitution, I mean, he... He allowed me to go through so much with between that time and the time that I stood up and just totally gave my life to him and said, yes, I'm going to do what you say to do. I'm going to go when you say go. I'm going to speak when you say speak. And throughout that time, from the time, from the first time I actually set, did my first sermon, I've been experiencing things. And there have been, it's just, it's been such a wild experience, such a eye-opening experience. I mean, people walk up to me, strangers, and the, the word of God is flowing through me, and it's at the time that they need it. I, I moved from this state and moved to Texas, and that's when things really got, I was in the trenches when I was in Texas, honestly. But God began to use me and show me that if I tell you to go, I got you, because Mind you, I was running from something and didn't know I was running into something. And that was the amazing part. God took my experience and turned it into his glory. And that's all I, that's my, that's my whole thing. God spoke to me and said, he's going to use me to show the world that he's still yet in the healing, the blessing, the delivering. I mean, he's still doing the same thing he did then. He's still doing it to this day. And I, all, I, all I am is a willing vessel, and I'm willing to be used. I mean, my heart cries out for those that have been through the things that I've been through. You know, through, it, it's, it's so privy these days. Um, you see the drugs and the abuse and so many things that, I've experienced, and God has given me a heart for people, and I can truthfully stand flat foot and tell them, He will He will comfort you when you lose a child. Might because I add I've something there. in mm-hmm. there? I noticed Dr. Shelby is is kind of quiet today, uh, but this is a new. And I guess this is kind of new, and so he's he probably doesn't know that we we're discussing, we are asking questions, and. And uh, we're having input, but I noticed that you were mentioning the running, even back in 1972, uh, when I was called to ministry. I didn't want to be a minister. I never wanted to be a minister, so I can identify with with what you were going through, because that's the time when the temptations uh, 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 (laughs) of Minister Davis and, and Smokey Robinson and all the singers, and I always that was my dream. But God was saying something else to me. So in 1973, I accepted the call, even though I I knew that it was God that was calling me, but it was not something as as opposed to uh, preachers that I noticed that in this particular uh, 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 generation, looks like everybody wants to be called. But at at the time when I was called, 
I ran from it. I felt like I'm too young. I'm not ready to 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 just live, get my life like that. But God said something different. You know, I think one of the things that uh, happens with uh, with God, the children of God, when they are outside of uh, of the teachings of God, is that there's a natural feeling of I have to clean myself up. I have to get ready. I have to stop doing drugs. I have to stop drinking alcohol. I have to stop going to the clubs and so forth. And that's a misunderstanding that we have uh, many times. Uh, we think we can clean ourselves up so that we can be worthy to go before the throne of grace and mercy. And the truth is uh, uh, we are told to come as we are. Well, coming as we are does not mean what your Sean John's on. It means coming with your drug addiction, coming with your alcoholic Amen. addiction, coming with your with your with your worry, coming with your pain, yes. with all of your problems, and He will take uh-huh. you and clean you up and wash you up, and you will become whiter than snow. And, uh, I I I have not uh, indulged many times uh, on this particular. Uh, broadcast because I am uh, feeling the Holy Spirit as you are speaking, uh, Reverend. I'm sp- feeling the Holy Spirit of how God is using you, and I know that there's somebody on this line that needs to hear your story. Amen. There's somebody that needs to hear what you've gone through. There are other women out here that's on this line today, right now. Their words, preacher. Their words. Absolutely, and uh, that's why I'm in the mood of the Spirit, so don't think I'm gone. I'm here with you all the way, Uh, but I'm, as Paul has said uh, uh, in his word, I've learned when to abound, and I've learned when to obey. But listen, a powerful, powerful testimony, and at the end of the day, if you haven't had a test, you cannot have a testimony. That's the truth. Amen. It is. It is. It is, and um, like you said, Pastor Shelby, I did have to come to him as I was. Mm. I came into that church. I was honestly, I was high the first time I stepped into wow. the church. And the thing was, my brother was a musician at the church, and he had been praying. He and he said, "You know what? I need you to come and sing at this musical." I said, "Well, okay, you, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna leave." Because at that time, I really wasn't trying to let go of what I was doing. But coming to that program and sitting in that service, the Spirit spoke to me just as plain as day and said, today is your day for salvation. Today is your day for deliverance. And believe it or not, the service had been over in everything. And I walked up to Bishop Frank Clay Garth. He and his wife came to me, and they grabbed me, and they said, you know, Freddie's been had you on our prayer list for the longest. He said, I'm not here to judge you. All I can do is wrap your, my arms around you and love you, and you can always make this your home. At that moment, at that very moment, it wasn't a sermon. It was the love. See, the word of God tells us, with love and kindness have I drawn thee. And at that time, I didn't love myself. But God placed me in a position where I had to, 
I was there and I received the love that I was looking for and running, thought I was running to and was running away from. And from that moment to this one, I've been, I told God, if you just allow me, every day that you allow me to live, I'm going to be the vessel that you need. I want everyone, everyone needs to experience this love because the majority of the people that are out here in the street that's doing the things that they're doing are because they don't feel that love. And then it's, it's, it's become sad and tragic in churches, whereas people are running to, they're running into the churches, but there are a lot of times when they get in there, there's no love. And I believe that what God is telling us is to love. As a matter of fact, Christ said, by this they will know that you are mine by the love that we have for one another. And how can we draw anyone with bitterness and hatred? People are looking for love. The world needs love. The song says what the world needs now is love, sweet love. And First John 4, 7, and 8 tells us, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So if I can just show one person this love and then they can pass it on to someone else then we're drawing because christ said if i be lifted up i'll draw all men unto me and what better way to draw them unto him but by love if you show this then you'll gain you will gain i have a mm-hmm. question and mm-hmm. i, I want to uh and, and i'm just feasting i'm like dr shelby i'm feasting off the testimony um, uh, feasting off the move of God that he has had in your life. And I'm looking at the year of your calling. I believe you said it was 1987. Yes. Okay. And from the 1987, we all the way at 2017. Uh, I was called in 2000, I mean, oh, 1972 and accepted my calling in 73 and was ordained in 79. Dr. Shelby, you care to share yours because I'm going somewhere. Yes, uh, I was called around 75. I was ordained on Mother's Day, uh, May the 10th, 1981. All right. Uh, yeah. What my question is, my question is, and we're going to hold that question, and we want to hear from the woman of God, Minister Louise Pillars Davis. Uh, soon to be something else, but uh, <laughs> Amen. Uh, I, the question I want to find out, you know, it's been so much change in the church. I don't want to talk about the change in the church, but I want to ask you that since you were called, since you accept your calling, both of you all, uh, uh, how has ministry changed? In your life, I'm not talking about as a whole, far as what you can see uh, that that I don't know that maybe something needs to be changed or has there been too much drastic change or what has happened that you see in ministry from the time of your calling and from the effectiveness of ministry and for the destiny and the, the, the purpose of ministry and the results. When I say the results of ministry, uh, um, well, with me, hold it now. I didn't want to know now. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to know now, but I got that little. 
got okay. that little uh, uh, music there. I was kind of right. enjoying it. But anyway, <laughs> right now we're going to bring Angela Walker. Now that I gave you all the question, we're going to hear from you, uh, give you a chance to think about it, and we're going to bring Angela Davis and God's House of Divine Revelation with He Established Me. And this goes out for uh, Minister Louise Pillars Davis and family.
right, he established me, and that was Angela Walker, Pastor Angela Walker in God's House of Divine Revelations, and this is the Hope Covenant Kingdom Hour of Empowerment Open Forum on another Friday in the p.m. Our special guest on uh, this evening is Minister Louise Davis and also Reverend Dr. Milton Shelby. And at this time, we did ask a question. We wanted to, we really were concerned uh, about those of us who had been called to the ministry and uh, during a period of time uh, over the years, uh, as ministry and church have changed, I wanted to ask Minister Davis, Dr. Shelby, uh, has these changes affected them in ministry or, or how have they affected you in ministry, Minister Davis? Well, these changes that I've been noticing over the last, since my calling, it's been over 30 years. So what I've been noticing is the love, in the Word of God it says the love of many, you know, well, it's wax cold, period, point blank. And whereas we used to sit down and fellowship and, you know, if one hurt, we all hurt. None of that is is present anymore. More, it's more so. I see it as most people are. They have a they have a form of godliness. Everybody wants to look holy, but because man look on the outside, God looks at the heart, and He knows if you're doing what you're saying. You know what I mean? They got a Barry White said, he had a song, he said, practice what you preach. Well, there's no more of that. It's more, I see more, well, more, it's like they're handing out titles. Just because you can speak prolifically, okay, you're an apostle, you're a bishop, you're, but back in the day, you had to really have the Holy Ghost, you know? And people are, it's more performing in the church these days, I feel, than it is reaching souls. So how, how has that, a, has it affected you in ministry, or what how it, has it, it affected you in ministry? It has, it has made me, it, it really, it, it actually has made me grow more, because I, myself personally, when I see these things, I'm fasting for that ministry, I'm praying for that ministry, I'm I'm more focused on the men and women of God that we get back to what God told us to do, you know, go and reach these souls. And I've been fasting and praying for that move to come back into the church, for the move of the Holy Spirit to come back and let, you know, like you just touched me in the spot, woman of God. I got to, I got to come in here because you just said something. And the message that you just put out is the message that God has showed me and with my call to apostleship, not for a title, but to do the work. And what I just heard you say, it looked like a lot of the ministers that we are forgetting that our job is to prepare others to make disciples. It's not about that no more uh, to a degree. And I'm not saying in every church. But um, we both know, and in, in quite a number of churches, uh, 
there's not preparation for the ministers. There's not respect for the ministers, ministers, but it's like more so, and I would have to agree with you, a one-man show. So when you get in that type of arena, I think with, with me it also helped me to pray more and it helped me to get stronger. But what you but you know what it did for me, woman of God? It let me know that, as Jesus said, I must do the work of him that sent me while it is day. We can't use these people for an excuse. And it's not our job to 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 crucify them or whoop them or talk about them because Jesus said, let the wheat and the tear grow together. And I'm going to say this, and I'm, and I'm going to get out of your way. But one of the things I've noticed with the ministers in the churches, and our pastors that have a lot of ministers have noticed it, it's difficult. To, for the for the pastor really to administrate with his ministers because there's rebelliousness amongst the ministers. And the reason that is because they're not preaching as much as we did back in the day. Well, it's because for whatever reason, uh, the pastors are not doing the teaching and instructing the, uh, the stewardship training, discipleship training, and I thought, which which I could be wrong, that a lot of time was because they only concerned about them shining, them shining. And uh, what I had to learn was, it's not my job to 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 disrespect that pastor or try to discipline that pastor. I have to understand that God has prepared me for work. I'm destined. I'm gifted. And I have to go do the work that God has sent me to do, and at the same same time, still esteem that that pastor. I didn't mean to take up all your time. Yeah, you know, I um, I've, I've take a look at uh, ministry has changed a lot. Uh, the church has changed a lot. Uh, there used to be a time when we had to had the time to spend all day in church. Church was actually a way of getting away from the uh, toils and challenges of life that we went through six days a week, Monday through Saturday. So church was a place to be. Uh, We have gotten away from that. We don't be in church all day anymore. Any service that lasts past two hours, uh, people get up and start walking out and so forth. But as I look and uh, at the world today that we live in, trust me when I share this with you, stay prepared, stay on the wall, because God's children are going to flood the church with what's going on in the world today, with Trump uh, here in the United States, with (laughs) that boy over in North Korea, with famines and with wars and rumors of wars. Yes, Lord. Trust me when I share that prepare the church and prepare your ministry to receive a flooding of God's children because there's one thing for sure, and that is whatever God told uh, his children in the past, his word did not come back void, and we know we can trust God and we know we can lean on him and depend on him, and we know that he cannot fail. And so at the end of the day, uh, when they're talking about cutting the SNAP program because they're adding taxes on to 
uh, pops and sugar and different things of that nature, which uh, which has a lot to do with how people eat and how they stretch their food and stretch their meals uh, using these programs. I come to share with you today that we, as uh, being chosen and called by God to uh, be in these positions, we should actually be preparing ourselves to uh, receive God's children. And they're going to come in all kinds of shapes, forms, and fashions. And some of them, and listen to me well when I say this, if your heart is in the right place, God's going to send some of those preachers and teachers and ministers who are not doing right, he's going to send them right to your doorstep and say, now you show them what it means to be uh, one committed to the relationship that you have you know, with our Heavenly Father. And then you will be an example, uh, as it was when Paul was called on the road to Damascus. When God got through with him, he sent him to a house and said, now you sit here. Paul prayed uh, two or three days, and then uh, God sent someone, Ananias, I believe it was, to uh, say, okay, now you need to sit and study and understand what it means to be on the battlefield for the Lord. And so uh, those who are uh, off track and off, ro- off the uh, beaten path uh, towards the kingdom of heaven, uh, they, the time is coming when they too shall be seeking the truth. And for those of us who have held on to our calling and our purpose, uh, we would, uh, it would do us good to be prepared to receive them in love, as Minister David said, in love. Wrap our arms around them. Do not point a finger at them. Do not criticize them. But in love, show them the glory of God. Amen. And I truly do believe that, Pastor. And that's what the Spirit was speaking to me and was telling me. And this is just confirmation from what he told me. You know, he told me to go. He gave me a mandate to go and to spread this love. And it's so ironic that you said that because I've experienced something of that nature this, these last couple of weeks, whereas a man, God told me to speak to a stranger, and, but it was a man of God. And everything that I told this man, he was upset because it, did, it didn't agree with what he was saying. But two weeks ago, um, no, it was last week, he came and as a man of God, he apologized. And as a woman of God, I received him back with peace and love. Because we all falter. The Word of God tells us that we are to, when one falls, we are to receive them back with, you know, with love. I mean, and as you said, this, the way things are going these days, we need to be prepared to feed God's people because they're going to need us. They're going to need us to show not just this love, but we need to be doing things to help them spiritually, financially, emotionally, Physically, if need be, because God is a healer, and Christ said these things and greater shall thou do. So I'm a firm believer of that. I believe that I'm going to do exactly what the word of God tells me that I'm going to do, because the greater one resides in me. Glory to God. I want to add something to that. You know, one of the things that I've noticed, I mean, we're going to give you an announcement, and we're going to do some more talking. But one of the things that I have noticed is in the ministry now, one of the biggest problems that we have is the one-man show. That's the, that's the 
uh, I talked to uh, several ministers recently, and we talked about ministry uh, during the era when I was called in ministry as we know it now. And there was respect for the ministry. There was respect for the church. There was respect for your calling. Everybody didn't believe in your testimony. They didn't believe in your work. But there was a certain amount of respect. Ministers were welcome to the pulpit. There wasn't as much arrogance. There wasn't people that uh, felt intimidated. And and, it, and what it is, it's just like in the church now and and you won't you won't believe this, Minister Davis. There's a lot of a lot of ministers that haven't even haven't even seen this going on, and and they don't realize the percentage of this in the church is humongous. It's not a small, and I could be wrong, but that's what I the percentage I see. Uh, when I when I started in ministry, I could go fellowship at any church. Uh, there was no pastor, and I'm not trying to insult any pastor that felt he controlled you or had ownership over you. He was just your spiritual father, a leader. But if you were called to the ministry, you had a work to do. Uh, there were times where we were instructed we, we, we needed to be at the church. and But then I, I, uh, I think somebody asked me, well, how did you get the pastor? How did you get the pastor six different churches? That's because I had so many different engagements because I fellowshiped, and uh-huh. and people heard me speak, people heard me teach, and if you're doing work, and back in those days, that's what happened. But I think what happened was the one man show, the bit then when he this uh, order up bishops. You all right there? Yes. Yes. Well, you know what? It's, okay, it's, then it came to order bishops and apostles. Uh-huh. All right, somebody got quite a bit going on. Okay. Order bishops and apostles and everything, and then that also affect, and it took away the leadership of the deacons and the mothers, and it took away uh, the ministers having something to do in the church because the ministers begin to become adjutants instead of preachers. But that's just the way that I visualized it. Well, a lot has changed. And uh, and to some degree, yes, we uh, the church has gotten away from the Great Commission uh, because what uh, is supposed to take place in the church is the teaching and training to raise up those who would then go out and share uh, God's word and be a blessing unto others and uh, and to let them know that he's still a healer, a deliverer, and a savior. Uh, and in many ways, uh, I concur with you, uh, Apostle, that um, the teaching and the training is not as prevalent and intense as it uh, used to be, and the emphasis are not on it as much as it used to be. But uh, I share with you that I, it is just my belief. I'm optimistic uh, about life itself. Uh, and I feel that uh, many times when 
we sort of go astray. God uh, and life has a way of uh, bringing us back and putting us back on track uh, by choosing someone such as yourself to remind us how important it is to teach and train and raise up uh, an army to go out and share God's word, uh, not just within the four walls, but outside of the four walls and outside of the neighborhood and outside of the city and the states, but to take uh, the word of God around the world and share it uh, with as many as possible so that they too can be saved and so that they too can have spiritual experiences that we know will always be a blessing to them such as we have experienced ourselves. So uh, I do see things such as you do see uh, them, and, and yes, there's not as much training as there used to be. Uh, but, you know, with, with someone such as yourself, Apostle, myself, and Minister Davis, and as God calls us and uh, brings us, bring, continue to bring us into fruition, uh, I'm sure we're just a few, but there'll be many, many, many more who will uh, be training uh, the children of God to take his word out into the world and share it with others. Amen. By way of announcement, uh, repair, reveal, reinforce Nehemiah. Uh, Bishop Bester Lewis Dixon, 30, his 38-year anniversary of pastoring God's people and 56 years of anniversary of preaching the word of God, We'll convene August the 13th, 11 a.m., and also at uh, 3.30 p.m. And then again on Friday night, August the 18th at 7.30 p.m., and then on Sunday, August the 20th, 11 a.m., worship service, and also climaxing at 3.30 p.m. at Evening Star Missionary Baptist Church, 2050. West 59th Street in Chicago, Illinois. The public is cordially invited to attend. All right. And so we're going to bring Minister Davis back, but first what we're going to do, we're going to bring Pastor Angela Davis, I mean Angela Walker, excuse me, back with I I Say Yes to My Lord. This is her recording, and he's done great things.
All right. Angela Walker, Pastor Angela Walker, and God's House of Divine Revelation, and this is Hope Covenant Kingdom, Hour of Empowerment Open Forum, on the Friday evening in the p.m., uh, Minister Davis. Yes. Um, I just want to, before I before we leave, I just want to thank you for this opportunity, man of God, because I've been wrestling with some things, but everything today, and I thank you, Pastor Shelby, because you're, you all are just confirming what God has already said, you know, and I bless God for my pastor, Bishop Vesta Dixon. Amen. I bless God for Bishop Frank Clay Garth because being under his leadership and being taught the way that I was prepared me for the work that God has sent me out to do today. So I want want to just that with you. Amen. Amen. Also, we have another announcement, and what we want to do, we want to give uh, – before we go there, we have – Somebody's online from California, and they've been here, and they shared with us. And I don't want to look – I don't want to overlook you. If you would like to have something to say or you have a question or comment for uh, Dr. Shelby or for Pastor Michael, body dish humble servant, or for uh, Minister Louise Davis, uh, you can have a word before uh, we further go. And if not, we're just so happy that you shared with us on today. Uh, 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 Pastor Dr. Shelby has a birthday coming up, and I'm sure that he wants to give it as, us the announcement for his birthday uh, celebration and worship service. Absolutely. My birthday is uh, the 25th of this month, and the 25th is a Friday. And so what we're what we've done is we've put together a before and after birthday celebration. Uh, back in my younger years, we would celebrate for one solid month, nonstop. But uh, we 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 have reduced that down. But uh, before and after, on the twentieth of this month, we're having an afternoon uh, kickoff celebration service for my birthday. Uh, our guest speaker is Reverend Alberta Ware from Christ Universal Temple. Uh, so the Christ Fam- Universal Temple family will be with us on the 20th. And then on the 27th, which is the after uh, my birthday, Reverend Edward Jones will be with us at 3.30. And uh, from now is the time ministries. So we're looking to have a wonderful time in the Lord and anyone's able to come out and help me to celebrate, I would truly appreciate your presence because your presence would be a gift unto me. My ad- the address of uh, the church is 1853 East 79th Street. That's right at the corner of 79th and Bennett. And the services are at 330. And the name of the church is the Church of Living Faith. 1853 79th Street. We look forward to seeing you on the 20th and 27th at 3.30. Also, by way of announcement, Hope Covenant Kingdom Ministries uh, Bible Study, Perfecting and Empowering People for the Kingdom. We are streaming live via Facebook video. That's each and every Tuesday from 7 p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. And this uh, Tuesday, 
we'll be on lesson number 42. I invite you to be my guest. We are a production of Hope Covenant Kingdom Ministries, uh, Chicago, Illinois, Bronzeville. And we're asking that you would tune in uh, on Facebook. And I also want to say if you enjoyed this uh, ministry hour with this humble servant, Apostle Body, and with Pastor Shelby, and with our special guest on today, Minister Louise Davis. I want to say to you, uh, 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 Minister, God is getting ready to do a new thing. Amen. Amen. He said, write the vision and make it plain. Amen. And he said, as long as you lift up clean hands, he said, no good thing will I withhold from you. And I speak into your life and say the best is yet to come. Amen. Amen. That we will be we will be uh, the first and the last. We will uh, be lenders and not borrowers. Amen. And so, uh, God, when God gets ready to bless us to heaven, when he opens the door, no man can close it. And when he closes the door, no man can shut it. So we want to thank you all for tuning in. At this time, we're going to change, we turn the remainder of this hour over to Minister Louise Davis, with however God is directing her, and then with the closing prayer. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Like I said once again, I do thank you for this opportunity to share with God's people. I just want to say that much prayer is needed for our leaders. And as long as we remember to remain humble, God can use us. And that's my whole thing. I just want to be used by him. And if there's nothing else, could we end with the word of prayer? You got it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this hour. We thank you for the people. We thank you for the word shared on today. Now, Father, we ask that you let us not just be hearers of the word, but doers as well. Father, if there be any sick among us, Father, we know that you are a healer. Father, if there's anyone that needs deliverance, Father, we know that you are a deliverer. Father, we turn all matters and all things into your hands. And, Father, we just want to thank you, thank you, thank you. This we humbly submit in Jesus' name. Amen.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 